Hello and welcome to the F24 podcast. My name is David and every week I ask creatives of all sorts to come over to my studio in North Acton to talk about their lives and interactions with London culture and creativity. I'm really intrigued in people's lives and I love the stories we get when we use these three points as an angle for conversation. I love how the three parts cross over and intertwine and become a massive part of who we become as London creatives. It won't always be Londoners, but this is my hometown, so no better place to start. This is F24. This week's chat is with Dun London's Will and Tom. You've probably seen their clothing gracing people's bodies with nods to the London Underground and you may have also seen their stickers and pieces about the place. Well, this is their story about their interactions with London culture and creativity. You can check their work out on Instagram at DunLondon or their website, dunlondon.co.uk. We recorded this interview in May 2017. Rollerblading was on there and that lot. It's like we travel around a lot. Mm. So it's like it got us out south. Like, and that, you know, visually you just see London, I guess. And right. it's like what? going up to West London <coughs> to, the, to, to, to go to PlayStation and stuff. It's like yeah, there was so much going on. Chapter 1, London. Will and Tom walk us through their early years of city life, whether it was in the UK or another country. We talk about comparisons between city and country life and walking into cultures like music, beer mixing and skating. Easy Tom, easy Will, how you doing? Thanks for coming. Yeah, all good. good. Yeah, thanks for having us. Wicked, man, wicked. Um, so let's start at the beginning, man. Like I know it's two of you, so one at a time. Maybe Tom first, where are you from? Uh, I was born in South Africa. Oh wow! Um, yeah, moved nice. To, moved Straight city. into some, yeah, <laughs> some yeah, different. Yeah. I mean, British parents, so I'm not really. Cool. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I'm born out there. Yeah. yeah. And how long were you there for? Until I was ten. Oh wow! So you had yeah. a real life like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Loads of stuff about it at school Wicked. and people, friends, family, friends, and all that. Okay. Going on holidays and stuff like that. But yeah, I moved to England when I was about ten. Yeah. Uh, moved to Middle England. Yeah. Northamptonshire uh-huh. in the countryside and then moved down to Kent where I pre- basically lived till I was about 23 okay. before I moved up to London. Alright, which is fun. And I've been here like, this is my ninth year in the city, so yeah, I've been here a while. Nice, you're holding on. Yeah. Which is fun. <laughs> and then you? Um, well, yeah, I was born in London, mm-hmm. uh, brought up in Vauxhall, then cool. moved with my parents to Herne Hill when I was about 10. Mm-hmm. Um, basically stayed mostly around South London in like for where I've lived yeah. but I did go to university in Leeds so oh, right. I went and lived up north for three years um, and now yeah like now it's just like South East London really living yeah. New Cross studios in Lewisham so kind of just sort of yeah I don't know when we were in Hackney Wick in our old studio yeah. Tom had a studio there and um, yeah we took Tom took the decision to move to Lewisham that's when we joined up and it's kind of like I feel like that's really being in that area yeah. has helped us kind of grow a lot, yeah. basically. Because distance ourselves, get out of the mix, the man. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, get out of that mix. Where were you? The peanut factory. No, I was next to a foreman, so it's Victoria yeah, yeah. Wharf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was at the peanut factory for a bit. Yeah, it's it's fun around there, but yeah. it's just so many distractions. It's Sorry. way too easy for a party. I mean, the, the the unit we were in before, like me and my friend Greg from college, we like built our unit inside of a huge space mm. which was like had loads of other units and like before ours was actually finished the guy who was running it he used to have parties yeah. so like every friday we'd have to like basically take all our shit on the mezzanine put tarpaulin all over it oh they'd pull goodness. rigs in they'd have raves and then like you know we had beer like spilt through onto all our printing benches and shit it was fucked but it was fun because you know it was, yeah, 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 it, was, it was good fun but like yeah too many distractions so I thought, like, a mate introduced me to the space down in Lewisham, mm. 
and I thought, yeah, it's time to focus. I want a place that's secure. We can like I bought, got a long lease on the on the unit, and I just did it up, and here we are. All right, wicked man. We'll we'll get on to what um what you're up to now in a bit, and um let's just jump back to those early days, basically, because I like to know what I like to find out, what I like to talk about is um fact is you're in a culture now and it's become your life and I know you for that and so there was obviously some point where it started with something there was a culture you walked into and you're like right I like culture I like this stuff this here for us mm. so what was it for you for me it was BMX BMX and what yeah. age were you I was like when I, f I, f I was quite young when I first got a magazine uh -huh. I got BMX plus wicked and this was when I was probably about 10 or 11, so just after I moved to the UK. Cool, so you didn't see any of that stuff really out in South Africa? Not really, nah. Yeah. No. So like, growing up there, it was more, it was literally just young, every young boy's stuff, just normal shit, football, yeah, running about. Yeah, there's a lot of athletics and swimming, because yeah. it's a warm climate, so yeah. there's lots like, of schools, loads of, yeah, and like rugby and all that sort yeah. of shit. But yeah, coming to England, it's like smaller communities and it's all a bit more condensed and you know, you have that, the link to the states yeah you can get stuff way easier you yeah. know the imports come in so these magazines are coming from the states and that's when i first was like shit do you remember <laughs> where you were getting them from yeah man it was a little it was like a, a news agents in the high street the village wicked. i lived in yeah yeah and i used Amazing. to get them to like specially keep it for me see if I can, yeah, wicked. so it was magazines you see these magazines and you're like hang on one yeah. minute what the fuck is this i want to get involved and yeah loved it but my mum wouldn't buy me a bmx she's yeah. just like because i've always i've just been always tall so yeah. she's like ah, it's too small you can't buy it i'm not wasting my money on you you're gonna need a mountain bike you're gonna close it more yeah i used to ride on this pink second hand mountain bike they bought me and i was just like this is just butters. Well, can't go to the skate park with this, man. <laughs> parents yeah. are probably think parents yeah. do. That's yeah. wicked, man. And then what about for you? Um, well, I'd say maybe big influence for me, my old like next door neighbour mm. who was probably about four years older than me. Nice. So when I was about was nine or ten, like he was already listening to a lot of hip-hop and it was like I remember getting given the Fuji's album when I was like eight or nine years old <laughs> and it was literally like I'd just go to his house every day and he'd just be playing tunes and it's like still to this day I couldn't tell you all the records that we were listening yeah. to but it definitely just like put me onto that it was a well, big like, influence yeah, to me what, being out of home and out of school so it wasn't a school friend it wasn't you know it wasn't something your mum and your daddy were playing with you you were going around to, and it was, he was an older kid and yeah. when you hang around with older kids it's always like what are they on it's, that's yeah. Really yeah. what are they doing yeah 100% and so like, hip hop was probably the first well yeah and also like we, we used to rollerblade together okay, yeah? yeah and then that was like through him I met a lot of other people it's like he used to take we used to go up into you know St Paul's South Bank all of that and then that was when I moved to Herne Hill I moved away from him but uh -huh. it turned out he knew some of the boys from around there anyway so I kind of stayed in touch it was um Xander as well Flip Tricks from High Focus oh, right, yeah. he, I used to skate with him loads innit? and his little brother they used to live around the corner from me so it's like Man, you know he well, he was I just remember he used to give me like fucking tokes on zoops when I was like young innit? and I was like yeah this guy's a G and he was the one that got me into painting early on as well because yeah, he used to bomb as well yeah didn't yeah I can distinctly remember coming on the train back from Herne Hill from Blackfriars yeah. and he's doing insides and he's like Oh, what? What's your tag? What's your tag? And I was like, I don't, I don't, I don't what, know, what is innit? Yeah. And it's like, oh, you need to fucking get one now, innit? And it's like that kind of put me onto the whole grafting, basically. So, uh, so he was your neighbour, was that? He wasn't, he, he wasn't my, no, he wasn't he, my original, but he knew yeah, him, yeah. yeah. And when I moved, he, he lived nearby as well. And his little brother was a mate of mine in school. Yeah, so again, really. it was always like 
the people a few years older that yeah. were influencing us quite They're a lot. Eye openers, man, and, and and you either come into it naturally, you grow up and you come into things naturally, and you hit 15, 16, and you all of a sudden shit sparks. So then, if you're lucky enough to know somebody 15, 16, and you're young, you're 11 or whatever, and you get involved. I, I grew up in the state, so. I always had older people around me. I saw a lot of older people do shit. I'm like, oh, I'm going to get involved. I was like, but yeah, otherwise we walk into it casually. So it's nice to have an elder about. Yeah, I mean, it, it's like, you know, you wouldn't be hanging around unless you had the friends to introduce you yeah. in a way. Yeah. You get the pass, isn't it, when you've got a friend yeah. who's older than you to hang around with other people that you look up to. Otherwise, they're just like, no, you're just, you yeah. know, you yeah. should have kid. You can't, kid. You can't turn alone. up by yourself. Yeah, like, exactly. Hi, my name's Will. I'd like to join. No, fuck <laughs> off. Get out. <laughs> Give me that first. Bus pass as well, please. Now you can go. Walk home. That's what would happen. But I will say, I mean, I think, I think from like Rollerblade and Mizander and that lot, it's like we just travel around a lot. Mm. So it's like it got us out south. Like, and that, you know, visually you just see London, I guess, and right. it's like what? going up to West London <coughs> to the to, to, to go to PlayStation and stuff. It's like, yeah, like there was so much going on that you're just like, you know, what is so you know, what years were you going to PlayStation? This would have been like 2001, maybe 2002. Do you know there? Will Robson Scott was working <laughs> at, at PlayStation, like, yeah, pretty much full time. Yeah, it was yeah. like proper back, like, it would have been. Yeah, between the year 2000 it? until about yeah. 2003, probably. Amazing, yeah. 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 Crazy. That place yeah. gets brought up a lot, and so does South Bank. Um, so yeah, they are. I mean, they're the centre of a lot of... Yeah, because, I mean, ride, riding brought them up to London. Yeah, so what so I was about to literally go on to that next. And We're now at this point in Kent. Okay, so, so now you're mean, down in Kent, so yeah, you're even yeah. closer to the city. Yeah, And yeah, so you're still... You're on this BMX thing. Did you get a bike by then? Yeah, my mum eventually bought me one. I kind of fell away from it, and then at school, this other guy was really into riding. Mm -hmm. So, like, me and him just sort of stayed buddies, and then they built a skate park in a local town. And then that's when I started to meet other people that were doing it, and that's when I started to get into graph and hip-hop. So how old were you around then? Uh, 14. 13, 14, yeah. And then really got into it, sort of 15, 16, 17, 18, that sort of age. Those years then are the moulding years, aren't they? And then, like, because we were... at an age like me and my sort of group of friends where we were you know we were, we were just either passing our driving tests mm-hmm. or we were figuring out that we can get a train to the other side of the country so we were yeah. taking our bikes on missions because we had a purpose to go to mm. these places like oh, I was had a skate park here or the street spot there or this that and the other and yeah you end up just going on the wild this Man, sort of adventures. Man is the one because in every, every, like, you start collecting vinyl so you go to your local record shop and then all of a sudden you find yourself on the other side of the city then you find yourself in another town another, same with graffiti you're looking to go around to get up same with skating you're trying to find the next fucking rail to ride and BMX in it's, it's, yeah. Yeah, culture literally the moment you get in, into one you're just straight away out of where you're from and mm. you're seeing so much stuff yeah, yeah, that's wicked. So, how old were you when you found like the London spots? What were you doing? Were you uh, painting as well at the same time, or yeah, I not. I painted more. Like I was, I got introduced to painting by a few friends, mm-hmm. like tagging mainly. Yeah, and then I just really used to like bombing. Um, they all kind of got into painting pieces and uh-huh. shit. Uh, and this was about probably the age from about sixteen to about twenty. Okay, and then I got arrested a few times. Right, and then the last time I got my house raided and. For me, I was just like, actually, like, <laughs> like yeah, kind of. It, it took the wind out of me because I'd realised how seriously they were taking it, yeah, yeah. and I was just like, you know, I'm just like painting a few characters and putting up a few dubs, and it, for me, it was really fun, and it was, you know, yeah. it, was, it, it kept me alive. It kept me kind of yeah, looking yeah, at yeah. places that made me want to, you know, creep around at night and explore. Yeah. 
uh, and in the end, realizing that you know, shit, they, were, they are serious. I, I kind of maybe want to put this, take this um, energy and like direct it into something a bit more what did you walk into? fruitful. Uh, screen printing. Wow, straight from that then, yeah. Not kind of, not, not straight, straight, but that kind but of led yeah. into it. It was. It started off by painting on hats. Okay, yeah. I mean, I remember coming classic. up to your store in Brighton with my mate <laughs> and like just seeing what you created there, and it was a massive inspiration, you know. Safe, man. Like, yeah, seriously, <laughs> and music as well, because you had all, you know, you had all the underground UK hip hop yeah. stuff selling there, and you couldn't really get it in. Because I'm from a little, a little town in Kent, yeah. you know, you, there's not much there. Um, so yeah, it was great to sort of be exposed to that and influenced by it, and then um, kind of lost my train of thought now. But just going into screen printing, it was basically what I suppose what had happened was that you'd you'd found culture with bikes, with BMX in that introduced you to open your eyes to a bit more to the streets, and then you saw graffiti. You were like, yeah, me and my mates are going to get on this, and you start tagging, and then. Yeah, this is a fit. It's just being in something will then inevitably lead on. So then there was a few little bits and pieces in between. Yeah, you, yeah. Um, yeah. It was so, so I remember where I was now. Yeah. It was the, going to a shop, seeing like you, you know, you'd painted on shirts and hats, and yeah. I was just like, shit, you know, I can do that. I know yeah. how to use a paintbrush. Yeah. And I can, I can, I can master this. And so that's when I, it was actually painting on clothes by hand, which made me think like, yeah, this is something I really want to do. I want to make garments. And also from the BMX world, like it's all. Well, the majority of it's DIY. I mean, yeah. the first BMX companies that were developed in the sort of seventies, eighties, they were all ride right. A lot of them were kind of like their dads were yeah. engineers, so they were making the bike parts. But then you got with Matt Hoffman, you know, you got them like riders actually, and Bob Harrow, and riders like creating companies, yeah. and then they started this whole thing they, I mean, in the late nineties. That all really starts from no money. And you know, yeah, having yeah. to do it yourself. And, and literally, I couldn't afford printing. That's why I hand painted shit. I was just like. I ain't got any money for that shit. So. Yeah, and I, I remember hand painting so many things, right, and thinking there's got to be a faster way to do this. And I remembered from when I was at college, they did a screen printing class, and I didn't really do much in yeah. it, but I just remembered the process. So I went on YouTube, yeah. and I was just like screen printing, and then just like basically learned how to screen print on YouTube. Wicked. And by this point, I was actually I'd moved up to London. I decided to like move up to the city because I had a friend who had a house or yeah. had a room spare in a house, so I moved up to Camberwell. We're going to get to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. What about you, Dylan? Um, wait, so, so you're, you're basically, yeah. you're, you're 9, 10, 11. Well, that's what I mean. To travel yeah, to and yeah. then it was like early teens. It's like definitely it was like the kind of skating, getting around town. And then that kind of definitely moved into graph, yeah. And then it was like, you know, that definitely went hard on that for a few years. And so the graffiti <coughs> thing, was that, again, walking around London... Inevitably, in the early 2000s, city was smashed. The undergrounds were fucking stains of fuck. Yeah, I mean, and one of my main earliest probably memories of Graf was getting the train in from Hernhill up into Victoria. Because um, I used to have a mate that lived in Pimlico, so I used because I used to go to school near there, so I used to go back and forth, and it was like. Uh, the hall, Battersea Halls of Fame, you yeah. know, and it was like, I always used to remember, like, I'd just look out the window there being like, what? It, I couldn't work out where it was, but I yeah. wanted to know yeah. more about it. It was kind of like... Yeah, yeah. And, then I re and then it was like, suddenly you realise you're with people that are doing this, yeah. and you're like, that's it, you just want to do it as well. Chapter 2, Culture. Both Will and Tom, in their own ways, started to delve deeper into cultures and head off to further education. Art and graphic design seemed to be the appropriate routes. They each have their own experience with the education system and looked outside of that to make their next moves. Raving forest parties in foreign lands forged good friendships and we talked the importance of their first jobs and what led them to utilising their love for screen printing. 
suddenly you realise you're with people that are doing this yeah. and you're like that's it you just want to do it as well so there's classmates and skaters yeah 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 yeah, yeah. and then and then I think in you know when I was sort of 15 and it I kind of met a lot of more other people in London f- mm-hmm. from sort of different schools and shit through friends and it was like you know they're all doing similar things but then definitely there was a point then where it's like at that point 16 17 it's like you start focusing more on going out and like going to raves yeah. and like the graphing wasn't the main thing like oh yeah we're going to go and do this yeah, it's yeah. like there was a big dip and yeah. it was like Girls, drugs, and ecstasy, music, man. Yeah. Well, that's you know Saturday I mean? night. Drum and bass, basically. When you used to plan that Saturday night with your pals, and you'd be like, "I'm gonna get, we're gonna get this trackside. There's a boom bridge. We're gonna get there at eleven. We're gonna have an hour. It's gonna be amazing." And you're 15 years old, and you're like, "Sick." And we're all staying at your house, and everyone's like, "Sick." And then you hit 16, 17 that same Saturday night, and you're like. There's enough girls in that club. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> There's some merch shit I've been taking recently and it fucking makes me feel amazing. Me and my mates are on that shit. And then, yeah. yeah, but then also, having said that, yeah, like that, I mean, Fabric was probably like, Fabric and Mass, Mass in Brixton, yeah. Fabric in Town, those were the clubs that we were going to. And it's like, that was like, I first went Fabric when I was like 15. And from 15 to like 17, we'd go there a lot. And again, that, I met a lot of people there, yeah. like loads, in it, because everyone's high, in it, and yeah. wants to chat. Everyone, so it's like yeah. I've still got friends from those days that I wouldn't have met, I don't think, through that, yeah. who I probably actually work with creatively now. So yeah. it's like there's still like connections Mate, coming from there, yeah. which have been good. And then, and then I think you know, like that. That's when that started, like you know, drying up a little bit. And that was when I moved. I moved to Leeds for uni, like when I was like 19. The dubstep scene was proper popping off and we were just like, you know, DMZ fucking yeah. fanatics basically. Same sort of thing. And then I don't know, like up in up there it's like I started painting really again, innit? And yeah. I met a few other people that were kind of on graphing who yeah. were like from from well. but f- mainly it was people I'd meet from London, yeah, but people who were from like north or west or east because like even though there was like the kind of clubbing and stuff, it's yeah. generally most of my circles were focused around people in South. Yeah. I mean, that's definitely when I mean, I was in Brighton when I had the shop down there, and you'd notice at the uni that's where North, South, East, and West would meet. Like, it wasn't, yeah. you know, you get all sides going to the city to these different unis around the country. Yeah, exactly. You do get to explore the city. Did you go to uni? Yeah, I did but a lot later. A lot later. Yeah, oh, so you'd, you'd been in Kent. Yeah, yeah, I went. I went to an art school called Kyad. I think it's changed now, but yeah. I went there. <coughs> uh, Canterbury and Maidstone. Yeah. Did a like a B Tech national diploma straight after doing GCSE. So yeah. like instead of going to A levels, I was just like, yeah. I remember there was this punk, this punk kid that in my village, and he had like mad spikes and shit coming out of his face. Yeah. <laughs> and he went to the art college, and I remember having a chat with him one day. He was like smoking that like, hash suits. <laughs> and just blowing smoke in my face going yeah art college is great oh, you to just fuck around I was like sick man this sounds great yeah, you know, I just paint pictures and do what the fuck I want so I did that and then by the end of it I was just like actually I'd, like they kept pushing to go to uni and I was just yeah. like I, by, that, by that point I discovered drugs like you know yeah. I was taking a lot of magic mushrooms it's really like fucking just losing my mind (laughs) really like in the countryside you know you've got fields you can pick them free drugs man you can like you can stack bags of mushrooms you've got lovely places to sit down and watch yeah yeah it's it's a different world I mean 
but yeah, I got really into that and going to squat parties. Like we used to drive up to South London, uh -huh. go squat parties in like the old warehouses, and also you know in the countryside you had used to have the techno parties in the woods yeah. before they all started getting shut down, and they were like they were heavy. They were like mini festivals yeah. uh, deep in the fucking countryside. They were great. But yeah, um, so doing that and, you know, getting my brain a bit mixed up, I didn't really know which direction I wanted to go in, especially yeah. like, you know, having to choose your, you know, your your, your world, essentially. Yeah, who like, do you want to be at that age? Yeah, like, what direction should I go in? I don't know who I am. Yeah. Like, fuck, what do I want to do? Why do I want to make that decision now? I so wonder, I, I travelled and worked. I wonder if if it wasn't for culture, when you do start thinking about, oh, what do I want my mates to do, what my mates to do, is that the time when people who haven't found a culture tune into that nine to five world two kids house do they, possibly, maybe that's possibly possibly yeah where it's like you know yeah that becomes no i think culture. i think the thing is as well is that <clears throat> people it's like if you suddenly start getting a job but you start getting paid quite well then that's it you've just yeah. gone down that road aren't you yeah i mean Whereas if you go from the route where you decide that what you want to do is first to what you're getting paid yeah it's a longer road but you know it's more i suppose as well by then there was, yeah. You can kind, you kind of know. Look, man, it, this is a point. It's going to be hard fucking work, but I can. If I, if, for me, you, like deciding I what I wanted to do came later. Like it, it. What like, did you do in uni? I did graphic design at uni, okay, yeah. but that decision really. Like I went to LCC after for a year for a foundation because right. my art teachers at school were like, yeah, you should definitely do that, and it was like, well, it was free at the yeah. time. So it's like, may as well. Yeah. You know, it was quite fun. Didn't really have to do much. That was after kind of, school? After school, yeah. yeah. Between school and uni. Yeah. And then it was like, I didn't know what else to do. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? And it was like, so I knew that I wanted to leave London at that point. Because yeah. I was like, I just needed to get away from my parents and just do my own thing. So I kind of thought, okay, well, this course seems like the one course that I can probably, like, stick out. Mm -hmm. And do you know what? That course didn't do shit for me, really, apart from showing me the graphic design that I don't want to do. Right. <laughs> like, like it, it left me like leaving uni quite like disheartened with the whole thing. I, I was like, I was like, I didn't have a portfolio that I liked the work from, yeah. and all the kind of spiel was like, you need to go to ad agencies and get this job yeah, and that yeah, job, yeah. and there's fucking pressure, pressure, pressure. Yeah? And it was just like, I kind of just like ended up doing a job that was required a little bit of photoshop and illustrator skills but was basically just like hands-on like making signs and shit yeah. like that and that when i was doing that that was when i suddenly started thinking you know i want to start making my own stuff i want to do and, this myself. And, and, myself and deciding to be like a, i don't know it, like, it goes back to what you were saying about how a lot of the skating culture was like the, the brands we were buying when we were like 13 weren't yeah. like big global things yeah, they were quite like DIY like trainers. so it it's, made me yeah, think that yeah. you can you know you can make yeah. something that people will buy that doesn't have to be like and you can do it massive yourself, you know yeah. what I mean you can build it up from buying blank yeah. shirts and paintbrushes <laughs> mate lots for, of paint. for me it was um, there was a couple of things that happened in the in the mid 90s um, one of them was a BT advert uh, it was BT or British Airways and it pissed me the fuck off and I was young and I'd been bumming writing for about two years or so and I said this advert anyway I think it was British Airways and they basically tagged up the whole plane and I knew that they weren't genuine tags and I was like you fucking bastards and I was blaming British Airways it obviously wasn't them it was the ad people but I was literally I was like you fucks like and for, for some reason at 15 I thought 16 I was like right I'm 
some something's going to happen here. I'm taking them jobs. I'm going to make yeah, that money. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then also, um, in Kilburn, like the old school crew from around there was called Nonstop, it was State of Art, Bunny, and then um, Fade 101 and Kane and <clears throat> these OGs basically from the 80s. They had this little studio around the corner from my estate, and a friend of mine had been there. And he's like, "Oh my god, I got, he got this airbrush T-shirt." Basically, he can't rock it back onto the estate. I'm like, "Where the fuck is that from?" And I'm all graffiti then. And anyway, I walk around and I walk into this fucking room, and it's State of Art and Kane sitting there airbrushing some T-shirts, and they're fucking producing T-shirts. They're doing T-shirts, one-off pieces for like Arnold Schwarzenegger and Mariah Carey, and they'd smash the street scene, all hand-done stuff. And I was like. Oh my god! I, I still didn't know I was going to do it, but I think it gave me a bit of a spark and some hope that people can do. Yeah, that. and I was yeah, literally yeah, yeah. two years in. Like, and yeah. the reason I did my business was a completely different reason. But the point was, I knew there was something there. It kind of makes you realise that you can use what you've got and yeah. create something. Yeah. So you don't have to. You don't. You don't have to join a, no. a class of people or a group. You can actually create your own. Yeah, yeah I mean, just for your mates, I definitely it? saw that. I think as well, just from influences slightly close to home. Like I was mm-hmm. saying, like you know, older people that are doing stuff. I felt like for a point after uni, I was working in a job, and like I saw these people I knew doing, and I just was jealous. I was like, yeah. I want to do my own thing. So like, it, did you see HQs then? I suppose. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Then, that that used to do, that used to be really close to my yeah. my gaff, exactly. and that was Some like again like that. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. Buying a zombie T-shirt put was, me on to wanting to make T-shirts from early. Like that and tunnel it's like, vision range yeah, was yeah. sick as well. I, I, and it's like that. That again, in it, it's like yeah. you know, in it, that these lot aren't like yeah. some global fucking no. franchise, and, and it makes you realise that yeah, there is stuff yeah. out there that is for people like us yeah. that want to make stuff. There's yeah. a market for it, and you can make your own shit and fucking and, and, get away and with it. And the scene will applaud it and love it. And obviously, there's hate and all types of shit. But and I know it's hard to sell everything, and we sit here making these products, and it, we don't sell out all of them. It's annoying. But the point is. The, the culture is there and they fucking love it and they participate and they represent and mm. um, yeah I mean it's where all the, I think a lot of the great ideas come from yeah but also yeah. again I think there's a there's a determination yeah that you can if you've ever been part of like the graph scene in London and like the comp- the competitive nature of it <laughs> that like I said maybe I had fallen away from it a little bit but just knowing that like incentive you know that drive yeah that kind of you can channel them same Mate, like energies to what you're yeah. doing and it's like yeah I, I want to see as many people wearing my tees as yeah. opposed to like I want to see as many of my tags around yeah, and, and it's like it, yeah. it's funny how a lot of the people I know who are doing their own shit now did go through that yeah. culture when Man, they were younger you know what I mean if there is any you know if you're not going to go and do a marketing degree graffiti will fucking teach you a thing or two at least mm. it won't give you a marketing degree it might, won't make you fully understand it but we do kind of get the picture a bit and yeah, it gives you shout balls, about yourself you, yeah, yeah. You, you know how to promote and you know how to fucking like, well, I'm doing that mm. well yeah it's like when you're yeah. told when you're told like and then using sorry to, the thing you just said about seeing an opportunity and taking it and it's the same thing you do with graffiti but it's just like you use that formula like of the shit that you do as a graffiti writer yeah. you're like hang on one minute that energy step on that bin and get that reach yeah all of that and the mindset but and it's the that. refusal you to accept it. the refusal to like take no for an answer yeah, yeah. yeah. like when people are like, oh that'll that'll never work innit you'll never be able mm. to do that that'll never work it's like yeah but that's what 
like when I used to like ask like my mate like how how did that happen on the other side oh you'd never be able to do that yeah, and yeah. then a few years later there you are doing it yeah, they, you know and what also mean? And it's, it's, you've noticed someone else has done it and you're yeah, like yeah. what do you mean I can't yeah Once it's, it's not limiting it. yourself basically yeah. um, which I think definitely like helps yeah the competitiveness in a way it's like it's a good thing to get get things going innit I don't feel now like we're in some competitive environment in that sense no. like we actually like it's more like most people that like I work with now it's like we're all trying to push each other yeah. on as I, opposed to being like I'm better than you or I've got I think you know. what, what, what what it carries now like the business side of the culture what it carries is an inevitable um, you want to do better than the rest because we're from a culture that brings and hip hop for one graffiti for another skating you always want to be better than someone else whatever it is there is always that edge but it seems to be we've all grown to then just learn to support and want to support because we understand the benefit of it. We saw what happened with graffiti as well. Just like we all fucking, for the for instance, just just an example of the the, the, the big met and the little met in early two thousands was smashed and it was smashed by everyone. Like everyone took part and we all saw the fucking benefits of it because we all saw purple and blue all over those insides and we fucking loved it and we all played a part and there was hardly any beefs over those two or three years and the lines look sick and we all work together and we see that bonus and then you see the same as we grow up and we end up walking into businesses and you're like yeah I, I fucking hate some of my competitors but in a business fashion and that's it I respect yeah. their hustles like whoever's like me and what I do in my business I mean I think also nowadays for us it's like we are you know a lo- m- like obviously we are out there as like a clothing brand but you know we're a studio we do a lot of printing and it's always been a word of mouth thing and that's a thing where it's like you want to hear pe- you want to see what people are bringing to the table as yeah. opposed to like just writing them off and be like I don't want to work with that person it's yeah, like yeah. no bring everyone through yeah, do yeah. you know we'll what I mean because the more, the more the well. more we're doing the better yeah. but then obviously you know after doing it for a few years then you start just leveling out and working yeah. out what's, what's, well, also what's kind of better fall off as well over those times yeah, yeah. so you've you've done uni you've come to London mm. and um so you, you've learned to you, you decided to start printing after you've been arrested a few times in Kent. You were like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna kind do this print thing." After a bit, you kind of yeah, found so this what, avenue. So the... after I got arrested, I was probably about the last time. This is the third time that's when I had to go to court and everything. <clears throat> I was about 21, and I'd yeah, I'd got fed up with where I was. I ended up I I'd worked for a framers, like a high-end picture framers, for three years. Uh-huh. To by that point or two years I can't remember now but basically I like you talk about the competitive nature of graffiti like I kind of where I was from I didn't really get that like yeah. I was basically one writer out of a handful yeah like, um, so I didn't really have that that edge and it did, that's not what pushed me on like but working in a really really high-end professional environment that's what actually gave me the work ethic and drive that I've got and it also gave me the job that I got when I moved to London. So okay. I, I moved up to the city when I was about 23, yeah. I think. So, yeah, I th- and I lived in the Caribbean as well. A mate of mine moved out oh, there, wow. so I just fucking worked my ass off, saved up money, got a credit card. Just sold everything, sold my car, like the lot. I was just like, Mum, not coming home. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> I think it took me like Before eight. you came to London, you yeah. did this. Yeah. So I, was about, I moved there when I was 21. So it was, the f- it was the first time I fucking moved out of home, actually. Yeah. I was just you like... Straight to the go, Yeah, <laughs> fucking beach. <laughs> um, it was a big learning curve. And that's when I was... You know, I bought... I took loads of paints with me. I yeah. took paintbrushes and I was painting on hats for people. I had a little laptop because I'd, you know, come out of uh, co- first college and I'd learned how to use Photoshop and stuff. Yeah. So I was doing bits and bobs with people. 
Um, but you, it got to a point, I mean, it's a funny story why I came back. It was basically, I had a hangover, immigration knocked on my door and I was staying there illegally. I didn't answer the door because I had a hangover. And then I sort of had this moment, I was just like, I need to go back to England because I can't do what I want to do here. So right. that's, I just went straight to my mates, used the internet and bought a flight home. <laughs> Spent another year working in Kent and then I moved up to London. Okay. So, and I moved up. And what were you thinking when you were in the Caribbean that you want to go back to do what? I want to make t-shirts. Right. That was in my head. And that, that's when I was just like, I remembered from college the screen printing things yeah. we've done. And that's when I started to research it and look into how to do it. Built a few bits of equipment, like the light box, which she's only just stopped using. <laughs> yeah. It's just like almost, you know, close to a decade old. Just a tiny little fucking thing. Um, but yeah, and then so moved up to the city when I was 23 and was working for an art installation company. Oh, yeah. And that was, you know, it was pretty serious work. Uh -huh. It was really, we were doing massive, massive installations, and I was like really having to learn how to, you know, work you know to a really really professional degree but um fast as well see so what is this like offices artworks and like no this is like stuff at somerset house we oh wow okay right. the houses of parliament doing their uh, readings like serious artwork man we yeah. handle works worth fucking yeah. more than i can even yeah. want to think about you know like really really expensive shit in people's houses in west london uh -huh. um like around chelsea and uh Fulham Broadway, was it Fulham Broadway, yeah, Fulham area, yeah. just like you know, real expensive stuff and high end stuff. And we would fabricate sculptures as well. Uh, anyway, that taught me a hell of a lot. It enabled me to build the studio that we're now yeah. in. Yeah, so that gave you money. That gave me money. Yeah. Um, also, it was around the time of the recession. Uh -huh. So I was up here for about a year working, then lost a lot of work. And by that point, I didn't have enough money to buy some screen printing equipment. Like, uh -huh. finally, I'm just like, yeah. Wicked. And it's a wicked printing stuff. I don't know if you Yeah, know. wicked yeah, printing, you know. man. <laughs> 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 yellow, like, yeah, of yeah, course, yeah, yellow so wild, man. <laughs> fucking duns, man. Wicked yeah. printing set up. No so, people. Yeah. yeah, so they sorted me out with that. And, that. and in my front room in this grotty little house in Camberwell, um, that's where it all began for me. Like mm -hmm. that's when I learned how to screen print from doing the tutorials online, and I was living with students that were going to like Campbell Uni to mm -hmm. LCC and to all of the other little ones. And then is that how you met them? No, like shit, around that sort of time, yeah. Later. It's like I, what I'd basically been, I'd been out of uni for like about a year, or maybe I don't know if it was even a year. It was like. It's like basically I got a job working doing like window displays and gallery work at Sotheby's. Oh, like, nice. like again, not as like hands on as what Tom was doing, but mm -hmm. you know what I mean. Being in that art kind of yeah. world and just kind of being there and like doing it part time and kind of just thinking, wait, like this isn't what. What am I gonna? What am I doing? And yeah. it and just basically wanted to try and print my own shirts. And I went what, around. What giving you that idea. I'd done it like years ago yeah with like fucking stencils and spray paint you know what I mean when I was like 16 because we were like yeah we're going to make our own fucking like our, our own fucking t-shirts you know <laughs> what I mean and like also I'd done a little bit of screen printing at LCC and that was something I think yeah in my uni degree everything became just like on computers All and I got quite yeah. disengaged with it <clears throat> and I was like I was like yeah I need to just I just want to just make some, some, some teas and like I didn't really have any ideas just wanted, I just knew I wanted to do it yeah. and I, I, I tried to find a few places like I went and had a look at that print club in Dalston and they yeah. were like yeah £100 a month you yeah. know what I mean this that and whatever and I was just like nah fuck this I was like I need to find my own fucking yeah. spot 
That's where I learned to paint. And, um, I was there for four years. And I went. I went. Yeah, cheaper than that. I basically had a, a, an, a, 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 someone I knew from like years before was opening some studios in Peckham, uh-huh. and I kind of just like on the off chance was like, oh, is anyone doing any screen printing there? Can I get involved? And that was when she had put put me in touch with Tom. Yeah, this is interesting, isn't like so by this point, um, I had moved. Like so, so, I decided to go to college. Yeah. Um, this is uh, probably about twenty-four, and I went to LCC because I was living with students. They told me about different courses that were going on. Yeah. And LCC held a course that was for it's called surface design, but it had loads of screen printing involved with it. So I was like, "Fuck it," you know. I'm yeah. Saw my hurt. mates like getting all of these um, like term payouts to live and get all their shit paid for and I was just like I want some of that free money yeah. so that's what I just I like quick managed to get on the course a whole another story like really like loads of weird things happened and I managed to get onto this course after the, I think I, it was like yeah I'd been in London about a year and I just uh, yeah learned how to screen print got on this course um and the first term, I because I'd got on the course so late, like I just had this huge influx of money that just came in. It was probably like three or four grand, and I just <laughs> remember sitting at home and I was just like, "I've never I've got, I've got to, yeah, I've got to do something with this. What can I do?" And I didn't really like the house I was living in. Uh, went to a party in East London. I think it was like uh, near Canary Wharf. I always forget the name of the Limehouse. That's yeah. it. Went to this party in this sort of like warehousey type building and met this guy called Johnny who was running a digital printers and they had a little space so I just moved in there I used the money that I had mm-hmm. bought more equipment moved in there for about eight months and then they kicked me out like not in bad in a it bad was just way time they, to go yeah, yeah that they wanted to expand their printing business and mm-hmm. I like basically moved all my shit back to Kent but I moved to Peckham where I was finishing off my last year at college and I was ready, like this is where it gets interesting, I was ready to just sell it all and just think, fuck it, I'm gonna do something else with my life, I'm gonna done. finish college yeah. and then whatever. And that's when a mutual friend of Will and I's, Roja, her partner at the time, Daz actually, or Dash, no, Dash is his name. Yeah. He introduced me to Will, a guy called Finn and a guy called Matt. And that's when I met Will and we set up a little studio in Peckham. Sick. And we were there. So there was someone from Print Club went to Peckham as well. And open a print studio. Yeah, there is the Peckham Print Club. Yeah, but we I don't. We that's the thing. Like we don't. He was really, on my, he was yeah, on my I've never met. He was yeah. on the BA version of my. I mean, we had we had a tiny little room. Yeah, where it was like we had a. I don't know, that old carousel was like, what, was it a four-colour one or something? And we yeah, had a tiny little carousel. Leeds, we still got the bathtub that we used to wash out then in the place we've got now. <laughs> but it was definitely a thing where it was like, that place, I remember, like, we were all put... There was, like, five of us involved, yeah? Mm. And we were all putting in a percent, a little bit of money. But it turned out that it was, like, me and Tom were the people using it the most. And then when, when that space, like... You decided to move to, to Greg's, to, to Greg's in it, but yeah. because he just didn't want to cut me out, so he was like, "Come and use that spot." So listen, so what's happened is then, so you've you've come into some dough, and you're at LCC, and you're finding this little space. And what are you printing in that in the back of the printing room? Uh, just t-shirts. For who? Is it your own brand, or well, did you start a brand, or are you just doing things for people? To start with, it was just like I wanted to do it. Yeah. It's just like I want. I didn't I want have, to print. I, I didn't print know tees. what I was going to do it for. Like I had a mate that I was living with in Camberwell, who's from Luxembourg, and he had this thing called sour cream. Uh-huh. But he's like a little collective he started with his mates up there. So he was kind of 
doing that. And I had something that I was when I was in the Caribbean painting on hats and stuff. Uh -huh. I had, had this little brand called Fading, uh -huh. and I was trying to do that, but I didn't really like. So you were just I didn't printing. Yeah, and then I, I was trying to do it more as a business because yeah. that's the what you thought was the right yeah, thing to do in a way because I didn't really have a direction yeah, I'm to gonna go be in. a printer it, I'm not I'm not even gonna assign this to a culture I'm not gonna <coughs> kind of I yeah. mean I, I was trying to do my own thing but to be honest with you I think back then I just didn't really I didn't really know what I wanted to do yeah but I knew that I wanted to do yeah I can do this, this and make some money well yeah it's creating something for yourself and then you not quite up. and then what did you two start printing together no, we'll, still just pushing no, no, all we, five of you we, we, we met in that studio yeah. and then like I said like everyone was using it a bit but it was really close to where I was living yeah and like I was actually living back home with my parents yeah. so for me it was like I spend fucking every night here yeah. fucking smoking weed printing teas because yeah. it's just like get away from it all yeah. and yeah, like I was just kind of plodding along, doing my own thing, yeah. and then it was like I printed a South Bounty and put it online, and then it was like, boom, I was like, right, people want to buy this shit. So, so that wasn't so even within the brand? That no, was... no, that was before, yeah, and originally I was like, fuck it, I'm just going to call it Southbound, and then I was like, wait, no, because I'm cutting out everyone else from That's London. It. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to get you yet, but yeah, that was sick. So that was the first tea. Yeah, yeah, and well, I'd, I'd done a couple more like kind of hip hop inspired like biggie yeah. teas and shit, but yeah. nothing original at all really. And then I did those. You're still finding your feet. And that kind of well, that just sort of led me to think like, right, like people actually, you know, there's stuff that you can make that's yeah. gonna sell. Um, and I kind of like yeah, like basically Tom decided to move out of that studio, and it was his equipment. But he could have just said, you know, that's it. See you and later. So you were just being cool. Like, yeah, yeah, no, I spent yeah, some money, saw... help pay the rent, but the, the stuff's here to use it. Yeah, yeah. and by the, by the, so when we were in Peckham together, I, I remembered what I was actually using the studio for. It was for college work. Okay. So primarily, right, I was okay. doing college stuff. Yeah, but now, but the, what I wanted to do with it, like long term, I just it wasn't like I was setting up a brand like uh, my pal from college Greg yeah. who we ended up moving to Hackney with me and him came out with this idea to actually have a printing studio because he you, he printed on paper okay. I printed on t-shirts and we thought if we combine these two yeah. kind of ideas together we can start up a business and yeah. we had ideas to rent the studio out because we had all this equipment yeah. and do jobs for people and then yeah because Will was just like nailing it and doing his thing I thought you know bring him along and then we all kind of stayed together. We all just did his own thing. Mm -hmm. me so you were doing the South. Yeah, well, it's like basically, yeah, like I was, I was living like fucking right down in Clapham and South at that time, and it was like Tom just basically offered to me like, look, man, if you want to still use the space, just come up and it will work out. You just pay us for the day or whatever. So those knees T-shirts as well were they done around then? The gaffered ones. No. They, that was a bit later, okay. but I think he did some. He did some. He did some with another printer before oh, we right. worked with him. Okay. Um, but yeah, so this was around 2011, 2012, 11. Yeah, because yeah. I mean, you move up to the Wick. Yeah, move up to the Wick in probably the end of 2011, uh -huh. and then we we moved out of the Wick at the beginning of 2013. Right. Okay. So, so you're up there, there for a year. You live in. But, but, but in the Wick, it was like for me, it was like. I basically like you gave me the opportunity to use the studio and I just fucking took that do you know and what you I mean living like, south, I was so living in south mission. I was living in south and I was working in the west end yeah so yeah. I used to go to work and then I'd go to there and I'd be like I've, I'd, I I'd fucking I'd, I'd fucking carry I'd carry the t-shirts to work yeah that I'd bought I'd take them up there and then I'd be like right I've got to try and bang this all out in a night and then like like you said there was always people like 
wanting to chat shit and I'll be like bruv I've got to fucking get this done before the last train otherwise <laughs> I'm stuck in Hackney all night and then and I'd, so like, I'd, I'd, I'd do it like I'd be there like not on a daily basis but when I'd try and go I'd try and like do You're as much working. as I could and it was it was just like you know I just was determined I think at that point to just to I'm just do it and it was like I'd been given an, what I thought was like an opportunity. an opportunity that I couldn't turn down it's like I couldn't find anywhere else I was going to yeah. do it and it was like great I'll just carry on and then kind of grew into the fact of like I then started getting people requesting jobs yeah? Yeah. like can you print this can you print well, that I remember that when the Southbound tea dropped and wherever it appeared Hurt You Bird most probably or somewhere else it was like that was inevitable then you were going to become that guy like, and I was saying the same thing to Will Robson Scott recently it was just like he done crack and shine and then he was the photographer mm. of our culture in this city if you ever wanted a photo or a portrait photo done you'd go to Will Robson Scott that's all you'd want that yeah. and it became I remember that time it was like if you want a tea done you need to go and see Will and get that tea printed because you, you were making moves there and yeah no and I think I mean it was it was it was lucky for me and it? it's just a few things like a few people like basically like backed it in the right way and then yeah. that kind of snowballed into us getting lots of requests for jobs okay. and then so now you're in south you're back in no south. like this is i'd started bringing jobs to yeah, the hackney yeah. studios the way, the way me and greg from college the guy from college wanted yeah. to run the space in hackney is it's basically me greg Will and a guy called Alex Eveson who's like a drum and bass DJ. Yeah, I know that name. Yeah, Eveson he's, he runs yeah. under that. Yeah, he does yeah, he does basically. Okay. But yeah, so it was us it was us four. Mainly it was Greg, Alex and myself, like Will I kinda don't think we No, you. I, you wasn't, I wasn't I wasn't I wasn't on the like tenancy. It was like one of those things at first it was like I remember coming yeah, and I was like, this is a dream come true. I'd be like, I'd use a shooter for a day, and I'd be like, how much I got given? You'd be like, oh, like a tenner. <laughs> do you know what I mean? And it was just like, fucking safe. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Okay, I've got a few of my own inks and stuff. Yeah. Have those on the wall, innit? Use them as you yeah. please. But it was Wicked. just, it was just amazing opportunity. Do you know what I mean? So, so I just, so together, I just really man. went in for it. Yeah, and yeah. then. Yeah, and then I think I started getting jobs, and then I'd be like, okay, cool, I've got this job, so how about I come and print this job, but I'll give you guys the money yeah, from the job, the kind of and then it's like, I get another day's use out of the studio. Wicked. And I just carried on just carried on going for it, really, and then... And who are you getting jobs from, then? Right. Just, just a, a kind of a mix. Designers, like, do you know what I mean? young a mix. people looking to start Yeah, brands. like, one of the f- earlier first jobs I did was for BNTL, Wicked. like, their yeah. and, like, obviously they were kind of popping off yeah. at that time. Yeah, BNTL so, blog. And Chicken and Cottage one. Chicken Cottage one, and The yeah. Panic as well. Oh, the chicken, who done so, chicken? Was that? Who done chicken? A girl called Sarah. Girl called Sarah, that yeah. Sick. That was one of the first, first ones, yeah. yeah. And, like, Panic as well. Yeah, so the studio in Hackney Wick, I was going there. I was basically dedicated to just printing, and I'd already... I think it's like I'd done the Southbound stuff and it was like I got introduced to Darren uh, from Chrome and Black and he I went into the shop and he was like do you know what I've seen that tea about and obviously he's from South so he just I think he just wanted one for himself so yeah. he was like look I'll stop them in the shop Yeah. and they they were like yeah do East, West and, and North as well and I was like alright yeah cool Chapter 3 Creativity The guys have figured out a good route to their plans They understand the hard work needed to get things off the ground and with opportunities arising, they take the ball by the horns and start a brand. The friendship and respect they have for each other meant they could take the roles and run with it whilst always keeping an eye on the culture that nurtured them. They talk about their own designs, collaborating with artists and also providing a service to pay the bills and their door open policy for artists to come and work on ideas with them. We also hear about their next steps and what the future holds for the brand. They were like, yeah, do east, west and, and north as well. And I was like, all right, yeah, cool. And then, but then I, I didn't have a brand name. 
Yeah, I can remember clearly like being with my mate in the pub, um, good mate of mine, Jack, and he he was like, "Bro, you need to just get this shit done now and get it in the shop." And then he was like, "Fuck it, just call it that." And I was just like, "Do you know what? I've been going over names for a couple of weeks." I was like, "It's short. It sounds kind of all right." I kind of hate it. Yeah. I, I kind of hated it at the start, yeah. And I was just like, "Fuck it, though, I'll just do it." Because it was a bit flippant. Well, or, yeah. Or, or I don't know, in it, it's just a bit like it's suddenly a thing, well, you, isn't it? I mean, and then it becomes something after you just arrogant. stick to it. Yeah. Well, I haven't felt arrogance from that brand name. And it, well, so look, you've called yourselves done. Chrome and Black say to you, right? Do all sides. We'll take them. You go back to the studio and you tell Tom what. Well, I think at that point, I think at that point, like we weren't. I started the brand name. No, we were still in Hackney Wick, yeah. So it's like I kind of at that point, I started doing it, and then and it was like, yeah, I just suddenly got a few more orders in it from them. Then being like, oh yeah, do us like you know, fifteen of each. I was like, all right, fuck it, yeah, I'm actually doing this now. Do you know what I mean? I've got print the label on. So you've come up with the word done, and you're like, yeah. And then I was like, and then I because I can remember, yeah, thinking, uh, like at that early stage like how am I going to sell this shit online how am I going to do it and everyone's like oh bro you've got to get on this Facebook thing got to get on Twitter and all that and I remember like starting a Twitter page yeah, and then like three hours later I deleted it because I was like nah like what am I doing that's just not that's just not the way of getting it out there that I want but then obviously you know that shit developed at first I was like you I just want to put up stickers and that'll be it that is, how you spark it is one thing man everything grows and things are inevitable and we now own websites and Twitters and Instagrams and all that type of shit but yeah you wanted to start yeah I mean I guess it was like I needed a, I just needed to have a name in it to kind of tie it all together and it was literally only those four what t-shirts what made you pick did you have the typeface that no the first it was different wasn't it no I think I used I did use the the TF the underground Johnston straight away font. yeah yeah it was just it was not a very good version that I'd fucking found on the internet okay, do you know okay. what I mean so yeah. it's like a bit skinny By using and I wasn't as well. I definitely I definitely wasn't like uh, n- anything like as accomplished as a like a designer on a computer now right. as I like that were then as I am now yeah. so it was all a bit like do you know what I mean there's well, definitely stuff that you can look back at and be like rather the spacing what, on that I was think, fucked I do think you know what I mean I'm thinking of one of the type tees you did the artist type but I think yeah. I'm thinking of one of his tees using using um, his font using the, the, the TFL font was fucking genius because it based it straight away yeah because the word done what the fuck like, type that into Google I don't know what you'd get a million and one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Responses yeah, yeah. off the back of it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so, a dictionary. But I remember people saying to me, they were like, "What are you going to call it? Done what? Like done clothing or done this?" And I was like, I ended up putting London on it just because it just was like, "Fuck it, I'll just say yeah. where it's from." And it's not. I don't know yeah. what it is. Yeah. yeah. And then I that the that kind of yeah. I don't know. It just sort of stuck in people's heads. Yeah. And obviously at that time I got then pretty obsessed with the underground. Yeah. And just like you like you know. I just was like, fucking hell, there's a load of amazing design on my doorstep that loads of people like me love. Yeah. So let's put it on clothes. Fucking so naive, because I was just like, yeah, whatever, I'm just some small-time kid, innit? Like, I make 200 T-shirts, 50 of each of these, no-one's going to know. And then by this point, that first kind of where we did the seat patterns and all of that, that that's sick. when me and Tom, we literally just moved into the studio in Lewisham, and that was like the beginning for us we were like this is the launch of us doing it together this is like because at that point I couldn't fathom being able to print those tees 
myself because I didn't have the ability. So I was right. like, we need, I need to work with you to you get need, this stuff yeah. created. Basically, while all this was happening, while yeah, we were so doing the southbound, northbound, eastbound, yeah. westbound stuff, um, me, Greg and Alex were working on building a business, uh -huh. mainly me and Greg, and we called it the Hidden Print Studio. Right. So we were trying to like get work in and like Will brought in quite a lot of work for us to do. So you're getting artists for paper for your mate for Greg and yeah. you're doing teams. And I was doing teams, teams yeah. Are you hiring out the space and wanting to? A little is bit, that a bit of an idea? It never really worked doing yeah. that because yeah. people just fuck, do, it, fuck it up. Long people just fucked equipment up exactly. so we decided not to do it. Yeah. But I was also working, still working in this installation company so okay. I finished college by this point. Yeah. Still working so I was earning money yeah. and on my, in my, all my free time was basically either with my girlfriend at the time or in the studio yeah so that's that's all yeah that's basically all what I did put all yeah. of my energy into it all of my money and stuff um, and then where the transition happened basically we got given notice on yeah. the studio that we just created yeah. after being there not even a year we were told to get out um, we were given like three or four months notice and that's when I kind of had a bit of like I just started questioning everything that I was doing, like the environment that I was working in, right. uh, the people I was doing it with. And then me and Will sat down and, in January of 2013 um, and he showed me all of his ideas for the tube stuff. And I was just like, I remember going home just thinking like, fuck, that's... What sparked th that? Um, Why did you think? To, who well, no, nah, it's because because no, I think I think I think I think I think like I initially what happened is I kind of like we spoke about what I had ideas wise, and I had no idea that the studio in Hackney Wick was like like I kind of did know that there was things going on. It might it come to an end. Business. It was none of my business, yeah. and I wasn't a partner in yeah, that place, yeah. which I think probably actually helped me course, because I didn't think about any of that. I yeah. just focused on what I was doing. Yeah. So yeah. it let that develop, and then it was like. Yeah, there's a lot of politics. Yeah, that didn't yeah, which I didn't have to get involved well, yeah. in any of that stress. But look, and this is the thing about going through issues like that. Look what happens in the end. Like, is the fact yeah, that yeah. you going through all that stress, you're going through getting fucking given your three month notice, and maybe your plan with your friends hadn't really worked, and there's this, that, and the third. But you look over your shoulder and you're like, hang on. Yeah, yeah. Think about that one. <laughs> yeah, no, it was just a complete surprise to me. Yeah. Like, I met, because we had that conversation, and it was literally just kind of like, this is what I'm doing. Here, chatting, yeah. like, chilling. And then I remember going home and then thinking, I knew I wanted to continue the studio. I knew I'd didn't want to do it in that part of London yeah. and then I sort of saw what we you know me and Will had this conversation he showed me what he was doing and I was just like fuck I want to put my time into that and I was because up, up until that point I'd been printing for everyone else yeah. I'd hardly done any of my own stuff yeah. and I, I was just like actually I want to give my time to people that I can like I see potential in yeah. essentially and uh, yeah so, as I just said I remember sending Will a message just going yeah you up for having a like you know some help with this and then you yeah like, yeah, yeah. and like that was when yeah i think it was like you you kind of basically were like fuck it i'm gonna move into the spot in lewisham and tom actually lived there for the first yeah. year <laughs> to basically be like you were like look i'm gonna live here so like to save money and well yeah it, it was money, basically yeah, like yeah, rather basically. than coming to me and being like do you want to take the space with me? You're going to have to pay this much, that much. You were like, I'm going to move into this place for a year. Come mm. in with me and just use it and we'll just get it going. And it was definitely like, it took us a while to like transition from that to where we are now. Like yeah. it's been five years. Yeah. Do you know yeah. what I mean? It, but we kind of, 
we knocked out yeah we knocked out that all that tube stuff and we were like yeah this is sick like everyone is fucking loving it yeah but then you well, know we got we got we got we got the wind knocked out of ourselves a little bit while getting some legal yeah. shit from TFL and it was like I was quite naive I think at that point I was like yeah this is just what I want to do I want to do everything based on this yeah. and then it was like actually yeah. no that's our stuff you can't do that and it made me think actually yeah fuck I need to start thinking about other alright so what other happened shit. so you the southbound westbound blah 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 they all start kicking off at Kremlin Black and it's probably about you set a, up an Instagram or yeah I think got, I did I think I did it hurt you bad drop yeah I, 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 I so definitely the name, the name appears and then you start pulling out because those following pieces that the tube seat patterns what was it Pimlico platform no it was no. Brixton, Brixton platform. platform print was fucking gorgeous yeah, yeah but again that, that, that idea yeah to print that shirt was given to me by the, my mate who gave me the who told me to call it done in the Wicked. first place because he <laughs> was like he was like I fucking want to see that on a fucking yeah, t-shirt and I was, just like, I was just like I was just like yeah and then it was like money, but, but then I remember thinking idea. I remember thinking right I want to do I want to do some some other stuff yeah and I remember just going out on the tube and taking photos and then just tracing the, the, the seat covers. How are you pushing these out? Because... I had a big cartel. And then obviously I was on Facebook at that how, time. How it got quite a lot of reach was... What, we dropped it in about May to a friend of mine who I kind of... I, I got to know this guy called a guy called Rob Brooksy who's a, he's an Adidas training collector and uh-huh. a designer, a graphic designer. And yeah. I met him through the Hackney Wick space. So I like... Right long story short I helped him get something out of the building that was stuck in there from an old landlord that uh-huh. got some sh- you know some shit happened um, so we stayed in touch and then he kind of kept following what me and Will were doing throughout the passing months yeah. and he he had a mate that ran um, oh was that was Animal it, was a, New yeah, York yeah a blog called Animal New Animal York Animal was sick I loved that yeah, 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 yeah. it stopped last he, year yeah. I loved it stop. yeah, yeah. stopped no yeah that was so, fucking so like, I remember so yeah. Yeah. Rob, Rob knew the guy who ran or started Animal or something yeah. to do with Animal and then there was two American guys like a video a cinema, like a video guy yeah. camera guy and then just just some ballsy American dude who was just interviewing us and like they were over in London at the time basically doing loads of little edits about all the sort of like what's going on yeah and like Rob was the guide like Rob was because Rob just knows so many people yeah it might be somewhere he's still on YouTube yeah Yeah. and and then because Rob knew what we were doing he was just like guys I got these guys over can we come to your new studio? And this is when we just moved into, and I just got it. I just so kind of, kind I remember they they came in when when I was printing stickers for, yeah. the, for on the day because I I I used to because of my old job. Yeah, I used to collect. I used to do, do make vinyl lettering at work. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I used to have a shitload of offcuts. Yeah, so I used to just collect them all, cut them down, print stickers, and and then you said, yeah, we need to do this thing on the Saturday. So I was like, all right, come in. Pretty hungover, definitely a bit stoned, and it. I'd and again, again, something. again, we'd had like no experience of this kind of thing happening. Yeah? Got people coming to so these guys were chatting to us, and we chatted super openly to them. Yeah, mm. and then they put a vi- <laughs> they put an edit out. Yeah, and I remember like I was at work, and the guys trying to email me like, "What's your name?" Like, I need to put it in the thing, and rah, 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 like, and basically they did didn't quick. didn't wait for us. Yeah, to give them the okay. Then they yeah. put it out there, and we were like, "Bruv, our names are all over this." It's like we've just chatted openly about where the designs have come, and then bang, like a week later, we get the fucking. T- FL cease oh and desist. Because I... it kind of went a bit viral. Because I think Hypebeast post Hypebeast posted it and then or linked it or something, and then it just got so much traffic oh and so much attention. And, then, and it was yeah. definitely a thing, though. I remember thinking like, 
I would have said to them like don't put our names or faces <laughs> in it do you know what I mean yeah at, at, like at, but again it was just you know it's just a learning curve isn't it it's Wowza. like we didn't like, know what we were doing so what did you get from TFL then well we just got I, I basically got a fucking email from their their legal representatives yeah. basically telling me to just stop selling the shirts and and telling them what you know how much money I'd made and all of that and they asked so, you how we, much money yeah they how much how I'd where, sold how much stock we where were I'd in sold Croatia them to on the Monday at a fest, after but, a yeah. festival so we're both like hanging out of our asses I finally world. turned my phone off after three days and I'm like fucking hell mate this is not looking too good <laughs> is it <laughs> but, 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 but basically what I, I kind of like I wrote a I wrote a response you know I sought quite a lot of help yeah. from people like okay. where I could yeah to get this response like written right like yeah. people I knew who were professional I was like yeah. look does this sound legit to yeah. you? And I basically just wrote back. I was like, oh, "It's a fucking art project, and there's no money involved, and everything's done for free." And I, I did remove them from sale. Yeah. And at that point, we'd sold like more than half of the shit. And I basically remember I had like what a, a fucking like about twenty of the shirts left. And I went to Lambeth Country Show that weekend. <laughs> and gave most of them away and sold them for like fives or tens and that's really what kicked our brand off amongst my mates and like my widest mates in yeah. south because they were like yeah that guy's safe like he just yeah. gave me the tea innit? it just like, went through it he just gave me them yeah, for yeah. a fiver and it's like and then it's like so suddenly all of my mates were wearing them because yeah. they got them off me for a deal and so you were like okay so now you're in you're in south mm these teas have come out yeah this is like well. 2013 yeah you're pretty for other people you're kind pushing of a, your own brand. A bit, a we bit. Both, we were both, we're still, both working, working, yeah. still working. Still working a yeah, job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Was, How important that part of this all is, actually, is the fact that... Right, it funded everything, it, man. One, it funds you, yeah. it funds everything, and two, it teaches us a fucking awful lot for free. We actually get paid to yeah, do it. Yeah. Like, I've worked from the ages of 15, 14, 15, through to I was started the business at 21, and all, those, I'm so, all, all shit jobs, postman, Ikea, weird fucking... Yeah, it's all transferable. Yeah, man, yeah. The amount of skills and I mean, working look, I, is brilliant. I, I so, was, I think I was lucky because for me it was like I was working part time, yeah, so I had like three days a week time. work that was paid all right enough yeah. for me to be able to live like not. I was living rent free at home yeah, yeah, with, with my mum and dad, and I had enough money to kind of keep the studio going. Yeah, but like you said as well, the stuff that like yeah, fundamentally I did like you know kind of like t- practical work like sticking vinyl lettering to walls, yeah. but then also. You know all the ordering, all that. I learned all of that. Yeah. All the, the spreadsheets that we used at work, yeah, I saved onto a fucking USB stick, deleted all the information out of them, and then and just actually, used them for our actually, own company. Actually, and it's it, like those kind of things. You don't, yeah, you do doing a bit of work like that. It does yeah, help. Being you. monotonous in anything, we have to be printers. Fuck's sake, how monotonous <laughs> is that? <laughs> and so if you're standing there and you've got fucking thirty signs to make for some up, someone else we done? who's right. getting the big money and you're getting the minimum wage and you're doing this, but you know you did it. Yeah. Fuck it, I'm gonna stand here and print hundred T's. I'm just gonna stand here and be that machine. But that's what yeah. printing does, but gave, by working, going and get that work and understanding I can earn that much money or I can do it all for myself, I'm gonna put the same energy in, if not more. Yeah. So having jobs is weird. No, I mean So you're both running these jobs, you're both working hard. Part time, yeah. Part time. You're yeah. doing part time as well, you yeah, with I was, the art I was, still. Yeah, I was kinda yeah, I did different things, but yeah, so every part time. You're just yeah, getting gas, yeah. Get, getting that money. Yeah, and I think and then it was like <clears throat> What so I think mid 2013, yeah. Yeah, and the struggle for me, I think, between two, it was 2013, 2015. That's yeah, when we used to quit 2013, 2014. It was like, it was that struggle of, you're not quite doing enough to not work, yeah. but then work's getting in the way, yeah, yeah, because I'm, 
constantly getting told off at work for trying to check my emails, yeah. for trying to like speak to people on the phone because like you know you're constantly trying to arrange things and then someone be like oh, I could do that photo shoot for you but you have to be tomorrow and you're like yeah but I'm yeah. got fucking work yeah. and it's like slowly but surely it was like I think there's like something was building up inside of us where we were just like look let's just fucking go for it innit? and just fuck off the work and just make it like our number one so that was priority 2015, and I and yeah. I think that's when as well it's like we we fully were like we because we did a lot of printing for other people but I think I think our initial goals was to not do that yeah. do you know what I mean it was to live and live your own dream and just make your own yeah. shit but then I think it realized that actually there, there's a way of making money from that and I much prefer making money from that than I Mate, do working listen, for someone else to, I work for brands constantly or for everyone else constantly and I just I, I thank whoever because I've got mates even in this industrial estate here all working for other people and it's like at third party shit <clears throat> I've got to, I've got to work for these brands so I can get to sit in a studio and record podcasts or so I can print whenever I want or when I, so I can do whatever I want you've got to work for other people and the way you seem to have laid it out is working perfectly fine because who you're printing for as well the majority of it looks like it's quite cool quite fun yeah. from the culture like it's not fucking so, uh, inevitably I, I presume you've done corporate jobs as well because it pays yeah the there's a lot there's a lot of stuff that goes on behind the scenes that's not that that's through. not you know yeah. not put out there but then pays, pays people the bills, but then yeah. also it's like we do a lot of jobs yeah that it's like initially we might just be like yeah we did that little thing somewhere but then yeah. you know in the background we're, we're, we're hitting like 100 t-shirts a month for this yeah. person or whatever yeah. so I think it's lucky that we've got a good network somehow I don't know like we were saying through all the cultures that we were involved in when we yeah. were teenagers it all does come back to the Definitely. fact that we're still friends with a lot of those people yeah, yeah, yeah. and they've kicked on and done yeah. well in their own right so therefore but we're getting the work from to them to, to get that product made because that's it's a known thing in the culture mm. you're like There's you don't have to know you it, the person lives in the other side of the city yeah, from you has never met you at all but just knows I'm in the graffiti culture and I want to get a t-shirt printed who do I go to who do I check first anyway and they're going to go straight to you lot like, because well it's not I, I hope people think that no, 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 <laughs> it's, it's inevitable it's how it goes it's how the 16 year old thinks he doesn't yeah. know anyone do you know what I mean Yeah. and so 2015 hits you've quit work you've run straight you're, fuck it we're going at this full time and then you obviously that time you get to put into the business pays off because the people you are working for you print for the lurkers yeah yeah you print for name a couple of other people you print for uh well we've done jobs for you know like we've done quite a lot of jobs for these in the past a big Wicked. client of ours at the moment a girl called hannah that runs a place called palm vaults up in mayor street in hackney again all friends of friends yeah lovely. um i mean god there's just thousands man it's Wicked. hard it's it's like it, you're it's supporting like, a culture man. yeah like, i think i think that, and there was definitely something for me yeah where when we first started doing it where I got a lot of mates yeah, that don't have loads of money but are trying to kick their own brand off in some sort of way yeah. not be it a clothing brand it yeah. might be a music night it might be yeah they're a DJ they want something or they're, they're a skater yeah. and it's like I'm I think we facilitated a lot for people where, yeah. where it's like oh you want to pay in cash yeah, yeah. cool no problem in it yeah. you want to you want to only get 10 of those yeah no yeah. problem whereas other people just wouldn't speak to no, these people. Listen, to people couldn't. People who don't, do, who weren't on email, who didn't mm. do that sort of yeah, shit. Yeah. Who kind of we helped, like not like we helped them, but we we kind of wanted to help those because yeah. I think that's what made what we were doing interesting. Because yeah. we're bringing 
yeah, we're bringing interesting work to people's attention, which wouldn't have necessarily got produced if we weren't there because those people wouldn't have been able to afford to do it somewhere else. You really do. You've got to let people know that they can become part of something and like you can enable them. You've got the goods, and don't fucking bankrupt yourself by it. But no, I mean we've we've, we've that's that's how definitely how we began, yeah. But like things have taken and um, we got, they just get more professional as the years go by because we know, you know. It's I think when when at first yeah, it's like we're both pretty much self-taught screen printers, yeah. So not going to lie that some of the jobs that we've done over the years would just be a first-time learning curve for yeah, us. Yeah, do you know what I mean? So, so you say to someone, you don't want to be like, oh, you've got to pay this, because you're like, I don't even know if I you can do that. It <laughs> came off absolutely amazing, but that Lurker's Bertie... You oh yeah, that not, was a good one. You could not have printed yeah. anything like that before. No, no, no. That was brand new. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you. That was the first batch. That was the you? first. Yeah. That was the first that job that we did when I went when we went full time. That was just after that I quit my job, one. and I came and I came here to show you because I oh, I remember yeah. thinking because yes. I was like, look, I've quit my he job. Just done it. Yeah, just done and it. And you had the CMYK yeah, marks, yeah. Like the crop marks, <laughs> yeah. and the print. Yeah, and I came I came up here because I again like you know going back to what Tom was saying like I we were quite inspired by what you were doing here so, so I was like I'll come and check you and be like look this is what we're up to isn't it? I don't know where it's going to cross over between us but I just kind of knew I needed to yeah. To I show people, wouldn't it? Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely, yeah. definitely. Yeah. I think, I think at that point it was like I, I wasn't sure how things were going to go, so I was kind of trying to seek out little bits of work elsewhere. So yeah. I was like, you know, maybe you need something. But then yeah. actually, we kind of got enough work to sort of just keep. We were busy all the time. Yeah. Do you know I what mean, I mean? Like we all moved home by this point when we when we both quit. We all moved home, and then I actually signed on to the doll and was, you know, I don't know if I should say it's because yeah. Especially if it's gonna fucking make you better yourself. Yeah, to yeah not of course, be, man. It allowed yeah. it allowed me to take myself Definitely, away from man. the stress of the other job because yeah, exactly. the other job I was doing because I'd been there like six years by this point, they were putting a lot of responsibility on me. Like, yeah. I was running installations, like being site manager for right. like, big big installs, and it was it's a full time occupation for about yeah. it's a lifestyle. It will take over your life. Yeah, right? man, fully yeah. are. It was stressing me trying of to course. do that as well as yeah. the other things. So like, yeah, I just had to do that. And it's it's yeah. a natural way, like you know, you got you've got to do the work. <laughs> you've got to work, and you've got to do your own thing yeah. at the beginning, yeah. Because how are you going to survive? Yeah. yeah. But then it gets to a point where one thing starts being detrimental to the other. Yeah. And I think we realised that, uh, you know, after being two years into it working yeah. part time and we were just like look let's just take the plunge and it was like yeah you know it took a massive pay cut right. but I've, it was worth yeah. it I've had dark times over the years and especially since I set up the agency it's been so hard because there's no daily money anymore the shop was always daily money and there's been times where the discussions happen between me and my girlfriend it's like maybe I've got to get a job and then I literally think about it and I'm like I'm willing to do it if shit hits the fucking fan but I know in those months where that shit was going on if I went and spent that time at a job I'm not hunting for work which means mm. I'm not earning mm. the money I should be earning and like it does it gets I, to that point and you're like no hang on yeah and I think it's like we've just over time you you just you know you rework how you like price and stuff how who you're working for the yeah. jobs that you do take on the jobs that you don't and we're kind of like it's always just it's just fine tuning yeah. always always and so yeah. you, so 
I mean, that's wicked, man. I, it, I love, I love it when someone says, "Right, I'm quitting. I'm doing this full time." That's the fucking best fucking thing, man. It's, it's super inspiring. Such a good and, feeling, and, man, man, it's the best feeling. But also, yeah. but also, but, but yeah, but you get that, you get that pat on the back from some people, but you get that, what the fuck are you doing yeah, from other I, people? That, but they're, they're the best ones. <laughs> they're the best ones because those people end up going to bed at night, putting their head on the pillow, and thinking, "Shit's possible." I'm gonna wake up tomorrow. I'm gonna fucking still not acknowledge that fact. And then they go back to bed again that night again, and they go, "Shit is possible because of what you've done." They may not agree with you, but believe me, everyone understands, man. This is the best fucking route. Everyone wants it. Everyone yeah. wants to have the balls to take the risk, and that's the point about being inspiring. And I mean, we're we're definitely do. we're definitely like you know, we I think we're under no illusion that like there's still a lot of work to be put Dude, in, and easy. I think that's it. No, some no, people some people kind of some people can kind of like you can brush it sides oh you know you just fucking go to your studio yeah. and have a bit of fun and then what's that but yeah. it's like yeah but you don't realise the fucking no, listen, the man, struggle that goes it's like money's a big one like yeah. we, you know you, you sacrifice all of the luxuries that people yeah. earn Security. 30, 40 grand a year well yeah, yeah but you know when your mate's like oh do you want to just fucking quickly come over on holiday to here or there and you're mm -hmm. like well do you know what at the moment mate I can't think about that because <laughs> I've got jobs on and yeah. like you or know I've I mean I can barely pay my rent, rent. Yeah, yeah exactly listen it, being self-employed there's no, nothing easy about it and obviously some people artists in particular have gone off and made fucking hundreds of thousands of pounds and done amazing and some printers have done the same and agents have done the same there are routes for us to go through and make that successful life, but this initial stage is fucking hard. But it doesn't stop being hard. But like then also, there is that feeling of like when you're doing it for yourself. Yeah, okay, you might not be making loads now, but it's potentially infinite in that Listen, way. Man, yeah, you know it, what I mean? it becomes a point where it's just like I'm, I'm 37, man. I don't really care. I'm like, <laughs> I don't, and I'm not looking to become a millionaire. I don't, I don't, I'm not, I've got no fucking fiending for a house. I live on a boat, for God's sake. Like, I'm going to go and live in India when I'm 55. Yeah, like, yeah, that'd that's be the only place I'm right. buying a house. And I'm literally, I'm just, I do not want to be rich. I want to pay the fucking bills. I want to bring my son up. I want to make sure my girls are right while she's studying and make sure my dog's Yeah, 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 yeah. It's such a nice be the master be. of your, you know, your world. Well, yeah, I mean, it goes back to what like. we kind of chatted about before we were actually in the booth. Yeah. Which, like, it's just a lifestyle choice in yeah. that sense. It's yeah. like I want to wake up and go to my studio, yeah. whether or not that's like, okay, Monday I've got to graft and print a yeah. hundred t-shirts for someone. Yeah. But then on Tuesday, it's like I get to sit and design my own tees yeah. and, then Wednesday, and then on I've Wednesday I've got to find new work because I've done that job and I've got to find the next but job but then also as well like maybe when you're going go to the studio one day and yeah. someone's like fuck it should we just go out and paint the wall today yeah. why not in it come back into the studio later it. and I take that over yeah. earning what I was earning before yeah. every day of the week and you know listen what I mean? congrats to anyone who's holding down a fucking job and getting the bills paid and security's good and your wife's happy and your kids are fed and you know what I mean living that Real day, real everyday life. I've yeah, it's hard graft. It. Yeah, it is. It's, it's hard, hard graft. I don't. Respect. Yeah, I don't. Not. But that. there is, it, it, there's a bit of a cheat sheet somewhere, and if you find it, and I think you find it through culture, and you hold on to it, you get to live quite a mad fucking interesting life. Yeah, yeah. your experience just it, it, it changed, grows. Yeah, it's a completely different. Yeah, I guess I think to like what could be the way to you. say it is like what what we do. It might seem like all oh, right we print tees that's what we do on a daily basis but I have a far more varied existence now yeah, than I did when I used to work in the job that yeah, I did yeah, yeah. because it's like yeah fundamentally that's what we do but there's plenty of other bits and bobs that get brought into so then, it here and there um, what, so 2016 what was that like then because so you're really deep into it now and you're like yeah it's a sort of second year doing it full time yeah I think yeah. I think I think I think there was definitely <laughs> a point about no there's yeah. definitely a point where it's like initially like 
early when we were first in the studio, like, you know, the T-shirts that we were making got a real big wave of popularity yeah. and that obviously dips because, you know, those things don't yeah. count. And then it's like, so there's a little bit of like, shit, now we got to really work for this yeah, if we, we want people to keep, down. if we want people to keep people interested, we got to really work yeah. for it. we got to actually really put the time in it. It's not just selling itself. Yeah. And I think that's when like, we started letting the printing business grow as well because in our mind it was like if we've got a solid print business then we can make whatever the fuck tees we want and it doesn't matter if they sell because we're not relying on that yet for our money it's like I think that's the way it is now like we're not we're under no illusion that like our clothing brands are going to become some global phenomenon Mm -hmm. overnight it's like really we see it as like our our studio is sustainable essentially to what we do like we kind of we just about break even probably a little bit more in everything we do we've done um but the 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 creative energy we get to accumulate in direct doing that it's like it doesn't matter about the cost and what what you make from it it's like it's so much fun just like scheming and planning ideas working on photo shoots and you know just just creating essentially so when you've got you've got done one in and uh, you were a designer as well Tom yeah yeah Yeah. so you both design the tees and then you work with all types of artists as well You've yeah yeah well to be fair like I don't know like probably about like five or six over the years there's more to there's stuff to come but again like those I think like oh what the the collaboration yeah like that that, yeah yeah, that that because I think I think okay yeah so maybe that was something that after the initial kind of hype we managed to to generate yeah that obviously trailed off a little bit mm-hmm. and i think trying to kind of keep things interesting again where it wasn't just like oh yeah this is our logo on a tee or whatever it's like that's when we started really thinking about collaborations and mm-hmm. being like we want to like yes, we work with type, yeah, yeah. We're first with tight but also with with like tizer it's yeah, like that was nice like well. he 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 he's someone that tom was living with him at the time so it was like oh. the opportunity was there and it was like you know he was down for it and it's like again it was like kind of we facilitate it we offer people like yeah. look we'll get all this shit made isn't it? Yeah. Like, and it's the kind of thing that a lot of these people have always want they want to do yeah. but it's hard to, to, to achieve it you know it's just a bit there's points where well, there's so points there's points as well where your your, <laughs> your own designs you know you, you you know you get that creative like rut occasionally and it's like it's good for, I think what's good for us is to bring other people in to work yeah, with because yeah. it reignites your own so interest done, in it you've you know? done tees with Tyza um, God I don't know who are, <laughs> who other oh uh, yeah Discreet we did oh, yeah, last summer as well really nice. um, all type no face uh, well, no, we've printed for him. Oh, that but that's what I mean. Not. There's a, there's a bit of a grey area where it's like we print for people. Yeah. Because sometimes you sometimes people well. can scre- yeah because sometimes people might be like oh that's a collaboration. It's like you know well actually we did printed for them yeah, but yeah. you know because they're friends of ours or associates it's like we're going to share that. There's also a process you're going to talk about because he come, someone comes with an idea even if they want it for themselves. I could come to you with an idea that I want printed for rare kind. I want it for the business or. And, but you could tell me right but you could do it like this so that's where the collaboration yeah, may happen but it's not under your brand yeah and there was a, yeah. there was a lot of stuff where like, like I mean, he's painted a wall for us we did like a 
Uh, what was it? Just like a hoarding or something, and yeah. that was just you know just, just for fun, really. Yeah, but you just did the album. But also, there was there, there was my there was my pal, good pal of mine, Eddie, who's yeah. a DJ who is like got a disco house funk and boogie night called Boogie Nights in South, and he started. I started printing tees for him. Perfect example where it's like he didn't have the money to do it, but yeah. I was like, fuck it, and it, you're my mate, and it, I designed the logo. Let's do it. And he's obviously friends with quite a lot of other people. So he got Knees to do a T-shirt design for him. And he got Vibes to do a T-shirt design for him. And he got Gox to do a T-shirt design for him over the years. So it's like, we printed all of them. And obviously, they all got promoted under us as well. well. So, you know, there was a lot of people, like, bringing in. And jobs like that with them, like, it's like... I think when we did the Gox ones for him, it was like we were just throwing colours all over the screens. You know what I mean? It's like it was not a job that could ever have gone out commercially because every single shirt looked a bit weird and different. But it's like it made it. We also did like a a British Rail logo printed printed shirt with like a oh yeah because that funny colours and that was basically a stencil that from uh, years years before. And he made we made the separation by using a stencil and dusting paint. He dusted paint on like. bits of acetate yeah. and then made up the three separations that way so yeah, it was all done by hand with the stencil yeah, and then we, it's just like a big BR though yeah yeah you know, I remember that too yeah. man yeah. and uh, so yeah it was just like little things like that when you just have people passing through yeah. and you have an idea and then it gets created and yeah then there's then the crossover there is, that's the club, but it's not always under the done brand yeah, yeah and I think I think like that's something hopefully that people have like you know benefited from like working for us is yeah. that we just had the space and it yeah. was like come Keep and just chat it, to man. us and we will we will we will get stuff go- you know so, we will make something <coughs> together if if you know if it seems like a good thing to yeah. do at the time can you tell us of anything that's going to be dropping this year um well, from well no one yeah, thing we've got actually we've got a big um with we're organizing a big like pop-up shop in Wicked. peckham on the 3rd of june but Sick. we got a massive space so we've actually invited about five or six other independent uh, brands. Wicked. Mo- some of them print their own stuff. Not all of them, but uh-huh. essentially independent, like you know, London. London one from Bristol. Okay, wicked. Like, but, but basically, all people that are kind of part of a. I don't know. It's not really the graph no, sort no, of no. scene thing. It's that kind of There's another like 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 the, the t-shirt kind of garms culture yeah, kind of thing. The ideas of screen printing is, yeah. a, is a culture. Like I was at print club for four years is where I learned to print and being there I just found I'm like what the fuck is this place man it's a completely different world yeah, like, and it's, a, it's a culture and so yeah there's brands that come off the back yeah exactly yeah. brands that come but, off but, the back of these spots. but we definitely as like as a clothing brand as such like we you know we plan ahead to an extent but this is kind of the joy of it is that yeah. you might turn around to me next week and be like I've got a great idea for a shirt and then yeah. there you go that's the next release we're doing yeah, exactly. it's like we don't necessarily you know, there's we don't limit ourselves to oh yeah. we got to do a spring summer yeah, fucking seventeen like fuck you think that. Will? Nah, no, it's not us, we man. Work, it's we, not us. Listen, we, 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 I, we tried to organise ourselves, organise ourselves in that way, but it's anymore. not us, man. It's like the way society moves now, the way everything is now this minute. Who can be fucked to wait till yeah, spring? Yeah, just drop yeah. Drop the fucking. But tea. also as well, we right. we're not we're not kind <laughs> of professional enough yet to like be like going to like fucking trade shows and getting yeah. orders from shops like, and stuff it's like again it goes back to kind of I think for us it's like the done brand we just want to let it keep growing organically as it is yeah? yeah it would take a massive influx of probably cash and marketing to get it massive so for us it's like keep developing the studio as like a real solid entity and just let our t-shirts flow as and when we want them to mm. not not being like oh yeah like this winter we need to do 
12 shirts otherwise how are we going to pay the bills it's like nah man we'll do the shirts as the good designs come it's not like putting stuff out just for the sake of it so is there any good crossovers this year or you just at the minute you're currently at the moment we're currently a lot of our own stuff yeah so you're both designing again I mean we've got we've got yeah so we've yeah we've got a few potential things lined up but again it's like with collaborations it's like the people we're working with are quite hard to like yeah, nail down. Takes, like the Tizer and, one took like three or four months to actually from first and you, you saying, d- you shall don't, we do this to But also, producing. we don't want to be pushy, innit? Yeah. You it's don't about the, we've got a fucking summer drop. It's about, it. it's about yeah. the artist. Yeah. It's about the artist. Good work comes yeah. from a happy artist. You know what I mean? Keep that epic, man. If someone, if someone's... Well, I, I just know from our side, because people, we get offered to do collaborations from stuff all the time. Mm. You know, people are like, oh, you know, could you sponsor this, sponsor that? And it's like... You know from the initial email whether or not you're going to fucking do yeah, it, or the initial conversation. Yeah. It's like the way that you're viewed or treated as an artist. So we yeah. definitely we this is an artist-run brand yeah. for artists, yeah. for designers, for you know we're not here to be like, yeah, do this for us, do it by this deadline. No. Otherwise, we're not interested. No, because you're you're pushing another business as well, which is managing by taking the slack by working for brands and doing whatever you need to do and making sure you pay the bills. You're then take all that slack there and I'll take all that slack and we'll bring you in this side and so you're, mm-hmm. it's good that you're, you're finishing well, also you know when we do stuff for other people there's so much yeah. shit we learn from that which we bring into our own it's part of the best so, shit man yeah. yeah yeah you get clients asking you to do jobs yeah, yeah, which yeah, you yeah. never thought yeah. it's all well, if an artist comes to me and says I want to print something I'm going to tell them to print something I know mm. I've yeah, had clients come to me and say I need this printed and you're like that is possible. I just need to figure out how to fucking do it. Well, that's kind of like what I was saying to you about how, in the first days, about how we used to approach charging things. Because I'd be like, well, I don't quite know what I'm doing, so I'm not going to charge loads. But then you you learn then yeah. like you're like right now i know how to yeah. do cmyk printing yeah, safe exactly. do you know what i mean it's like it is good that people push you in it yeah. to do no, that sort of stuff so um well look it's cities have been a big part of it obviously and um as a big inspiration and then the different cultures even though you're both from different places you ran through the same type of cultures and met up through them and mm-hmm. you then you know hustle hard and keep working like fucking good fucking guys just like fuck it we're going to keep jobs and we're going to follow a culture and you end up taking those risks and everything's flying through and it's 2017 and you're five years in with a brand or working in this sense and sounds like it's all going fucking good yeah well what I was Mm. what I just was saying to Tom just uh, while you popped it's just it's funny how it's gone full circle where he was saying yeah when I was 13 and I went into Rare Kind in Brighton and here we are in your booth talking <laughs> to you so do you know what I mean like you said the culture the culture is important because it yeah. fucking you know it keeps you where you are and it's like you're speaking to us now yeah. because of that culture that we were influenced by but what's, what's, at a later yeah. you know what I mean what's, what's quite nuts is that you know I met you I, I've obviously met you before Tom but I met Will in the culture in the last couple of years and I've loved what you've done and so I was just like I'm starting this podcast. Who do I want to get? Like, Wicked, and you were on my list, and that's quite nuts that we could be. Yeah, no, no, I met you like 15 years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's that. But that that kind of explains what you're trying to. What explains the point you're making, isn't it? That the culture really is important because it come back to the fact that. You know what it is. To be honest, right? It was that I I had to do something with my life because I wasn't doing anything. I was just a normal kid with no GCSEs and. I was becoming a dad very young and I had to do something in my life and culture was the only thing I had and then I've now got my son is 17 this year 
And wow. I'm, yeah, and I'm watching him, <laughs> and I'm like, fuck. And I'm like, anytime. Yes, school is important, and so I'm hoping, you know, I'm helping him get through that in this NFL. But I really wanted him to take hold of a culture, and I've been, as a dad, I've been stressing. Like I'm really pushy. I've been, well, I've been a bit too much of a pushy parent with him about it because I know how important it is. And what's helped me actually with these conversations is hearing people state a story that doesn't say that they were 15 when they picked the culture that they ended up being part of. Mm. And so it's nuts. It's like therapy, basically, for me being a dad. Yeah, it's, it goes through. It goes through stages. Man, it? it's nuts because it, I then have to remember. But the thing is, I was such a fucking geek of a graffiti kid. Like when I got into it, that's all I did. I did that and crime, and that was it. And it was all I had at the end when Josh was about to be born. Was I'd stop the crime? I just had graffiti, and I'm like, got mm. a legit. But that was yeah. all I had. So when when I'm watching him, and I'm like. Would you mean you want to do this and you're not doing it anymore? Would you mean you want to do this and you're not doing it anymore? Would you mean you were doing this and you're not doing it anymore? And I've been, oh my God, I'd wish you'd no, pick something. Yeah, I think that's just like an age. Because well, I, I, I remember just being I, similar. Yeah, well, like, that's all I'm hearing. When I was hearing. younger, like doing shit like karate and like <laughs> just dropping out of it because I got kicked yeah. in the face. I'm like, no, I don't want to do that anymore. <laughs> and then like those other things. And I could see my mum just getting pissed off with me. Just like, mm. what do you want to do? Like, figure it out. Like, whatever you want to do, mm. I'll support it. And like, to be fair to my mum and dad, they were, they were, really good you know yeah. whatever I you know, eventually convinced her to buy me that fucking yeah, BMX exactly, and yeah, here yeah. I am like you know because of that 30, though, 40 yeah. years yeah. later and I'm still it's because more. of that though it's because you, you, you took, took part in the culture and I think mm. that I've been I've been that fucking dad I think then uh, you know not remembering my youth no matter how much in touch I am with it and no matter how much of a young dad I am it, the fact is I, I forgot and these conversations have really helped Help, me. Yeah. And you know, so yeah, part of it is a bit selfish for me, but um, I'm sure it's inspiring for other people as well. Because like, <laughs> I'm just like sick. These stories are fucking amazing. Well, it's been it's yeah, just enjoyable. It's enjoyable. It's just enjoyable for us to even just fucking yeah, yeah. just yeah. to kind of like go through it chronologically in a yeah. way. It's like it makes it's you brought about loads of memories, man. Like going to parties, yeah. like riding probably bang parties. out a few nice t-shirt designs. Yeah. 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 I just I literally think when it, I just I feel it's that important. Do you know what I mean? It's that important, and I want to I want people to know whether they already know or need to know just know how important it is yeah no definitely so listen that was wicked guys man thank you very well, yeah, much no. for coming yeah, cheers, all good man. thanks very good much for having us mate. done London they learnt from the culture and they put together a dope brand that will see them right for the future ahead I love their passion for what they do and they're always out there striving to print better and be better they've done some real cool things since this recording they mentioned the pop-up they organised in Peckham. Well, alongside some other new brands, in August late last year, they opened up a full-time store in the Holdren's Arcade, where Wavy Garms and V-Block are. And Dunn's latest move? They've gone and got a larger shop within that location, and from the 1st of March, they've been hustling from there. Go find them on Instagram, remember, at, at DunnLondon, or their website, dunlondon.co.uk. I hope you enjoyed that one. There's another one dropping next Friday. Love your city, and love your culture. And love your culture. <laughs>